Well, it's been a beautiful weekend so far, right? I sound like I'm calling football signals. It's not it. Just trying to get through a little bit of this uh, strained voice. But God's good. He's going to multiply where you can hear it just fine. How about that? So I was thinking, man, what a beautiful day today. Everybody having a good day so far? It's nice out. No rain. Any graduates? Man, I saw a lot of people graduating this, this weekend. Man, got a lot of people celebrating a lot of things, man. So today we're really going to be pointing to our Heavenly Father, but also as dads, we're going to be looking at our role, how we can be more like Christ and point our to Jesus and all the things we do. How many know dear old dad is not perfect? Wow, he is? <laughs> Think about that. My kid said amen to fast, isn't he? But that's a lot of truth to that, you know? But you know what? We, that doesn't mean we don't try to be all we can be for our children and our families. And same as moms and dads, aunts, uncles, and all those things. But you know, the great thing is, like Thomas said, I think he covered it best. He said, you know, if you've been in a situation where maybe you haven't experienced uh, that love and that mercy and that grace, today you can. And every day of your life you can through a personal relationship with Christ. No matter what you've been through, how big the stain in your life seems to be, it's not too big for your heavenly father. I want you to hear that today. And so the title of our, our sermon today is Look to Me. And I wanted to share a few things. I'm going to bring this up. If you got your Bibles, we're in Matthew chapter 7. I'm going to read a little lead in here. And it starts out, Jesus starts out with this in uh, 7, 9. And then we'll jump into our main text. It says, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? And it rolls into our scripture for today. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to you, to, to those who ask of him? And I thought about that when I read that scripture. And you can see I underlined it. We need to be looking for God, to God for the much more. I think we settle up and take much less than what God has, has, has bought for us. You ever felt like that? You know, sometimes we just take enough to get by. We'll just pray every now and then. We'll only involve God in the big things. But, you know, God is, is so amazing, and he loves us so much. He wants to be involved in all things. You know, my, my boys are getting older and stuff, but I love when they come home from school. It's like, well, what's going on today? What's happening? You know? And, and you remember back when you were teenagers, stuff, you're like, nothing. What you learn today? I don't know. You know, but you want to be involved. I don't have to control it. I just want to be a part of it. Amen? I just want to be a part of it. God wants to be a part of your life. I want to tell you this if you're sitting here today and you're on the fence about giving your life to Christ because you think he wants to just uh, manhandle you. I want to give you some good news. He wants to put you on the right path. He wants to love you. He wants to forgive you. He wants to guide you with compassion. Amen. That's the Heavenly Father that we have. And, you know, a lot of times it's very difficult because if we've had an earthly father and maybe it's not responding like that, as soon as we hear the word Father, we, 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 we shut down. But I'm going to tell you today, the best way to get the best picture of your Heavenly Father is look to His Word. Look to His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen? So I pray today that we were able to reflect Him well. But the much more in life is what God has promised us. Jesus said that I come to give life in abundance, not just to get by. I talk to people many, many times, and sometimes I have to remember the high price that God paid for our salvation. Uh, you know, we've got it here, but sometimes in our head, but we don't live it out. And what I mean by that is, you know, how many people go to work and ask somebody, how's it going? They go, same old stuff, different day. Man, what a cop-out, right? I mean, well, you can have the same job, you can have the same family, you can have the same car, but it doesn't have to be humdrum. You know, I tell Denise and my kids and, and Tanya sometimes, even, and her and Tim, because I'm like, what are y'all doing? It's like, we're getting ready to go to bed. I was like, yo, let's, let's go bowling. And they go, what is your problem? I don't like giving up my day. If there's light out, I want to play. You know, I'm like, man, let's do something else. Let's come on, let's go. Because I don't know how many more I'm going to get. How about you? You know how many you're going to get? I always want one more. I'm telling you, last night we were doing a few things, and Denise was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just checking the pool. Where are you going? I'm just, uh, Jesse said, it was like, like 8 o'clock. He goes, Let's go get some gas. I said, okay, all right. Then he said, let's go get something to eat. I go, okay. You know? Now, you're supposed to be eating at no 9 o'clock at night, but you got to do things for your kids, right? <laughs> you got to sacrifice those things. 
it was a salad with a piece of tuna on it as long as your arm. But you know, that's all right. Because I enjoy spending time with my family. I enjoy them spending time with my friends, you know? And I, and I like to, to make the most of it each day. When, when I fall asleep or something, or when I give up some man, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. How about you guys? I'm like, man, I, didn't, I, I like to accomplish some things. Now, I'm not so much the list guy that you write it down, but I probably got one in my mind. How about you guys? Man, did I spend enough time with the Lord today? How much is too much? It's never too much. You know, I started thinking about, man, God, look, look what you've done for us today. Well, let's pull back into this. He says, you know, so if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? What was that? <laughs> but, you know, I look at things and I go, when I'm with my children, and how about you guys, and people that I care about, people that I love, I like to give. This is a given, this is a given bunch right here. Let me tell you time, resources, all that stuff. See, a lot of times I want you to hear this today. Don't think if you don't have a fistful of money that you can't give. Amen. They should be here. But you know what? Your time, your ear, just, just spending time with one another and, and tapping into that. And so you know what? I believe that God has much more for us today. Amen. And so I don't want us to, to, to count ourselves out. Most of the time when I talk to people, or I guess if you call it counseling, I don't say that I'm a counselor. I say I'm just a brother in the Lord that want to encourage you. But it's people that beat themselves up so bad. Anybody do that? Yeah, we can do it. Amen. Because I know just how hard to hit myself to knock myself down. You know? And, and the thing about that is we need to continue to look to the Lord. Look to me. And God always wants to show us the best. You know, the world will continue to show you all your shortcomings, but God will show you what you can be, what you are, who you are in Christ. And so today, I want to continue to just point you to our Heavenly Father. I said, you know, I said, the Lord has the ability to superly, supernaturally work things out in an amazing way in His timing. Anybody got a busy schedule? Everybody's got a busy schedule, don't they? Everybody's always doing this and that and stuff like that. But you know what? I think about things different at 50, 51 to be exact, than I did at 20. I thought I had a whole lot of more calendar going. I mean, oh gosh, man, my, my dad's 70, my dad's 75, my dad's 80, you know? Surely, you know, like I'm gonna make all this stuff out. Well, first thing, he's made a whole lot better choices than I did to get to 81, as you see from the three surgeries that I just had. <laughs> you know, you never know what's happening for tomorrow. But I look at that, and at 50 I go, do I got enough money saved for retirement? Have I done my very best for my kids to, to know the Lord? Do, you know, I, I, I tell my friends I love them enough? What I'm saying is, when we start looking at the reality of how short time is, it's the more we want to go to God and realize that He is in control of all things, not me. He's in control. And I tell you what, that takes a lot of pressures off of dear old dad. I'm just going to speak from a dad's point. You want to make sure you're the provider. You want to make sure they got everything they need. You know. You want to make sure that, that, that they know how to work. You want to make sure they understand. I don't have a daughter. I got a daughter-in-law, but I want her to know that I don't want her to settle. I want her to know, hey, man, you know, I, I want you to appreciate this and that. I want my kids to appreciate stuff. And then I look in the mirror and I say, how do I appreciate what God's given me? You know, a lot of times, it's probably till the end of the day till I thank the Lord. Maybe there's a lot of days that I don't thank him at all. I'm working on that. How about you guys? I really try to start my day and go, Lord, I appreciate you waking me up today. If you focus on the good things in your life, they will surely draw the bad. If you continue to focus on the tough things in your life, they will grow into mountains and block you from the biggest blessing that there is. Peace. Forgiveness. Grace. Amen. This is not it. This is just the lead-in. We were over at my mom's house yesterday, and the TV was on, and Tanya and Tim was helping me do some stuff. And uh, there was, I didn't see all of it because I was in and out, but there was a guy that was, was uh, doing some stuff for Father's Day, I believe what it was. And he would talk to these different dads, and he says, hey, we're going to take care of you today. And I think they were cooking out and everything. And this young guy said, I don't have any kids, 
right? He's about 25 or so. He said, but what can you tell me about being a dad? Give me some insight. A lot of people said, patience. Patience. Aren't you glad that your Heavenly Father has patience? You know, did anybody blow it every now and then? I'm going to sit down here with y'all. Golly, did anybody blow it every now and then? Aren't you glad that God doesn't say, you're out, you're off the team. He says, you know what? I love you. Come on, keep going. Let's get up again. Man, that's the Heavenly Father I want you guys to see through Scripture. Anybody like second starts? Third starts, 10 starts, 11 starts, whatever it is? Why is it we go back and blow it on the same thing? Because we like that same sin, right? You ain't got to worry about the sin you don't like. You got to worry about the sin you do like, right? But God can help you and break the chain in that. But I want you to see today that when we look to the Lord, His grace is bigger than our sin. I'm going to say that again. His grace is greater than our sin. Pastor Buddy is not saying live any way you want. I'm saying as we look to Him and we see that our God is a giving and loving God, that He wants the best for us. You know how I know? See, we make theology and all this stuff real hard, real tough. You want perfect theology on the Bible? You ready for this? Jesus. Just look to him. We don't have to know about the dinosaurs. We don't have to know about all these things. Look to the Lord and watch how he'll work things out. Amen? So I just want to get that started a little bit. But you know what? Not only that, I just thought about some other things. Those men were saying patience, Right? And somebody else said, you know what? Love and grow up with your children. Man, I'm still working on that. Because usually, I'm the guy that gets them in trouble. Right? Because I love to play, man. Y'all know that, right? I'm the guy that wakes them up when they just went to sleep and go, come on, man. Come on, let's do Let's watch another movie. Come on. Let's turn on some Netflix. And Denise is going, stop, they need to go to bed. Even Jesse now, he's, he's becoming, he says, I got an SOL. I said, you just got a perfect score on the other one. We can hang out, right? I like spending time with my kids. And then guess what? They get to that age when they're doing stuff, you better take the time that they offer you. You might not get that much, amen? Because they get busy. They get real busy. But I can promise you one thing. <laughs> if something breaks, they got your number, right? <laughs> amen. I didn't hear no amen over there. <laughs> but if something breaks, they will call dad. You know, they will come. What do they, they call you, Miles? They'll call you, won't they? He's like, don't bring me in it, right? But they will. But that's okay. Because then you're like, well, yeah, I can jump on out here and, and see what I can do. But during those times that they call dad, right, I like to love them through, you know. I got to share this again because I'm in shock of this. Tom's grown up. He got his own house, all married off and everything. And we're working on his car, working on his truck. And I got grease all over me. And if you heard it, it's worth repeating. And we go into the house, and I'm washing my hands. And I get it all soaked up. And right in the middle of this, he comes by and turns the water off. <laughs> I was like, oh, what's up? He goes, well, you, you don't need to waste all that water. Just wait till you turn around and come back. And I thought, isn't that amazing? He's grown up, isn't he? That's what I knew. My boy is all grown up. He turned that water, hey man, you waste the water around here, right? I wanted to go in the bathroom and just get all the toilet paper, you know? You know, all those things. Hey man, I just want to take a 35 minute shower, you know? I, I, my dad always told me, he said, son, I cannot wait till you move out for this reason. You can stay here as long as you want. But when you move out and you get your first place and you got your family, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get in front of the TV and do this. I'm gonna take my guitar that I don't know how to play and just and I'm gonna ask it, so can we go now? Can we go there? Are we almost there yet? You know, all those things. That's what happens, right? But it's, it's amazing because at that time, you're going, man, they're driving me crazy, right? But when they get older, you're like, man, I wish they'd do that again, you know? Don't wish away your day. Don't wish away your day. And I wanna tell you this too. Our words are powerful, amen? How many know that our words are really powerful? So let's look at the first thing here. I said, have you ever been wounded by words? You can raise your hand. And those who didn't raise your hand, you must have something wrong with it. Because I know that everybody's been wounded by words. Isn't it something? I think we all have. I mean, those words really sting, don't they? 
Who is the one that says sticks and stones will break your bones, but word will never hurt you? They didn't grow up, they didn't go to John B. Carey Elementary School. They didn't go to Spratly Junior High School. I know they didn't go to Kickatan. They didn't live in Buffalo that wrote that. Because they will eat you up with the words, right? To this very day, man. They would just saw you down. But you know what? Look at it. it. It just sets the whole path for negativity and destruction, doesn't it? Do you need anybody to tell you how bad off you are? I don't. See, that's the thing I didn't understand about coming to Christ. I was 30 years old. I knew that my sin separated me from God. I didn't even know a Bible verse, but this is the Bible verse. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I could have got the t-shirt for that. Guess what? We all can. But what I needed to know was how much God loved me. I needed to know that I could be forgiven. I needed to know that God says, you know what? You're somebody special. Because you know what? The world will never tell you that for long. It'll tell you that to get what you want. They won't. They'll tell you that to, to manipulate the system. But see, God's already invested in you. He's invested Jesus Christ in you. And so when his word comes down, it's true. You will never hear God say, you know what? You're worthless. You're, you're terrible. You're, you're just, I can't do nothing for you. Never saw that in the Bible, have y'all? No. He says, come to me. All you are just heavy burden, heavy laden. Rest upon me. There you go. I just got an amen. There you go. Today I want you to see that, you know what? For all those words that are, are, are wounding, let the word of God wash over you and bring healing to you. Some of the worst wounds that a person can get, I believe, are not so much a flesh wound, but that of your heart and your mind. Because you know what? Those other things will heal, and of course this will too. But if you don't allow God to heal that, you're going to have a long run. And guess what? Everybody you love and everybody you work with and everybody you encounter will get a little bit of that on them. But here's the good news. If you walk with the Lord and you take in the word of God, the joy of the Lord will get on everybody you know, everybody you meet, and everybody in your family. I'll go with that. How about you guys? Let's take a look here. I said, what words are you speaking? We talk about this a lot each week because I'm going to tell you what is important. You know, I, I often do this. I said, just think here for a minute. If I told you we've got a recording of everything each one of you said for the last 24 hours. How many people would raise their hand right now and say, go ahead and play it? <laughs> Just say, I ain't got nothing to hide. He ain't said nothing. He had his, his uh, headphones on for the last 24 hours. <laughs> no. I'm teasing, baby. What do you think about that? Would it be uplifting? Or would we hear everything under the sun that you didn't like? You ever rode somewhere with somebody or been somewhere with somebody or worked with somebody? And you go down the road, man, say, man, man, what a beautiful day. Yeah, but it's too hot now. Yeah. Well, let's go down to such side. I don't want to ride that far. It's a lot of traffic. Well, let's go to Bush Gardens. All oh, that lines are too long. <laughs> I mean, everything. Whatever. It's like, what do you want to do? I don't know. You know? Come on, let's live a little bit. Y'all are laughing. I know there must be one. I'm, I hit a nerve on that one. Everybody's going, was he, did he really have the recording? Right? But you, you think about that. I said, let me put it another way. Would, would the words you speak, I said, would they stir up anger or would they turn away wrath? Look at this. Proverbs 15, 1 says this. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh, harsh word stirs up anger. Do y'all believe that? Amen. That's indeed. It's something. I said, God's word has a remedy. I said, it, it's all in your response to things. We can respond all different types of ways, can't we? And I find the older I get, I ask the Lord to help me to have that five-second delay. If you had that five-second delay in your life early on, think about it for just a second. How much trouble would you avoid it? A whole lot. Yes. Yes. So it's kind of like when I was teaching Jesse to drive. As soon as the light turns green, don't floor it. Look both ways. As soon as somebody comes with you and comes against you with aggression and everything, don't respond. Just 
just like that. Because what's going to happen? It's going to be push me, shove you, push me, shove you, push me, shove you. I'm never going to tell you to be a doormat. I'm telling you to hear from God first and then respond. Amen? If we hear from him first, things are going to be a whole different. I look at this. I said, a godly response can heal the brokenhearted and quench the fiery darts of the devil. I said, you know, when we respond like Christ, we end up throwing, when we don't respond like Christ, we end up throwing the darts ourselves, don't we? Because when somebody gets you right, mm, what are you going to do? Most of the time, we respond in the flesh. We're going to turn back around. We're going to, oh, you said that? Well, I'm going to say this. Because the people that love you the most know the button to push. Amen? Man, you guys ain't talking much. And I need some help up here, right? Think about that. I mean, it just don't take much. Because the people that love you the most, I mean, Denise could say something to me. And I'll go zero to 60, man, in about a half a second. The guys at work can say something to me. I'll be like, I don't care. I don't care. You know? But those people that love you, and, then, and, then, and they say that for whatever it is. Because I'm sure that I never say anything like that. Look out for the lightning bolt. <laughs> man, I think back, oh, I probably about 9,000 other things I could have responded better than that. But you know what? That's what I'm saying. Ask the Lord. Lord, give us that little delay before we respond in those situations. Lord, help us to respond like you. A godly response can heal the brokenhearted and quench the fiery darts of the devil. I was looking around, and, and I, I just see so many different things. I said, you know, friendly fire comes from that person that you love the most and has the greatest impact on your life. It really does. And so I said, so moms and dads, run your responses by the Holy Spirit before you find yourself being a tool in the devil's arsenal. Man. That's amazing what God will show us. We keep going and looking and, and different things. I go back to that little infomercial that we saw yesterday. What can you tell me about being a father? You know the one thing I did not hear? Point them to Jesus. If somebody was going to ask me, hey, what can you tell me about being a dad. And I could only give up me. I have to give up. I said, love them like God loves you. But see, if you don't know God loves you, you're going to have a problem loving them like that, right? So we need to point them to Christ. We need to have Him the center in our lives. I'll be honest, some days it's a lot easier than others, isn't it? I'm not going to say, oh, Pastor Buddy. Oh, don't do that, Thomas. Don't do that, Jesse. Everything's good. Okay? I know what I'm saying. You know what? God corrects us, right? God disciplines us. Why? Because he loves us, right? But you know what? I think the biggest thing is that your kids know you love them. We watched something on one of our films the other day and uh, for Bible study. And there's a pastor talking, and he said in his, uh, in his little den area, I think he had three daughters, and they bought this white-looking sofa. And the wife and him knew it was going to be, I don't know. We'll just lay the groundwork and tell the kids, look, you don't play around this. You don't, you know, you don't eat on the sofa or anything else. So said, look, don't mess the sofa up. So time went by. Everything was great. Until one day they lost something under one of the couch cushions, and they flipped it over. And there was some hot pink nail polish left to stain like that. <laughs> and the guy said, call the girls. Bring the girls down. They're in front of the judge now, right? And mom and dad say, uh, anybody want to tell us about this thing right here? And all of a sudden, one of the daughter's lips started going like this. And they're young, maybe 11 years old or something like that, 10, 11 years old. And the story goes, she took off running, crying. Whew. And ran up to her room and got down on her knees in her closet. What did her dad do? Did he go up there and say, but I'm going to whip you, I told you. He went there and he hugged her. He said, people, what's going on? He said, it was me, Dad. It was me. That stain is huge, Dad. He walks her back down. And she's still crying. And she looks at her mom and she says, Mom, 
will you still love me? Woo, come on. This is the whole deal right here. And the mom says, honey, there's no stain too big to keep me from loving you. And you think about that. That applies to our life. God, did I blow it so big that you're going to stop loving me? God, is, did you give up on me? You might give up on you. The system might give up on you. Maybe your family might give up on you. But based on the people I know in here, your family ain't going to give up on you. But I'm going to tell you one thing for sure. God will never give up on you. There will never be a stain too big that God doesn't say, I can wash you white as snow. That's for somebody here today. I think it's for everybody here today. Because I'm going to tell you, we can really stain some things up in our life, can't we? We can really stink it up. We can really blow it. But it's great to know that God says, you know what? There's no stain too big. Matter of fact, it's already been taken care of. That's the way I want to walk my life out for my boys and my friends and my family. So let's keep on going. So we know our words are greatly, greatly, greatly important. But what about our walk? I said, people watch your walk more than you think. Last week I shared this. <clears throat> Maybe it was for this week. I think it's for any time. I told you we had a big meeting at work and they were celebrating some of the things that we accomplished at work. And there was a lady way up the food chain, and I didn't know who she was or anything else. And they put on this big party and everything else. And she goes, hey, buddy, how you doing? I go, hey, thank you all for doing this. She said, no problem. You guys have been working hard. But it was wonderful. And as I was going back through the line the second time, she says, you got a minute? I go, yeah. She says, you probably don't know this. And I might have told this to folks last week, but it's worth repeating because it proves my point. She said, uh, years ago when my son was in like elementary school. You and your son, Jesse, she knew your name, said you would always take time to help us get in the door. Her, husband, her son has some special needs and things like that. I never thought about it. You just do what you do, right? If you see somebody needs a hand, you try to give them a hand, you know? And she says, you'll be surprised the people that don't help me. She says, I don't know if they think that they're getting, you know, too far involved or anything like that. She said, but you and Jesse always would help me. I, I appreciate that. Now, I'm not telling you Pastor Buddy does it all right. That's not what I'm saying. That was not on my mind. This has probably been, I don't know, Jesse's in 11th grade. This is elementary school. Years and years and years. But she remembered the way I walked things out. You see? People will watch your walk more than they want to listen to what you've got to say. Amen? Because they don't want it plastic. That doesn't mean that everything in our life is under a microscope and we've got to be perfect be honest with you. I tell you, think, I think people respect more when somebody tumbles and falls and blows it and they go, man, I really blew it. Sorry about that. They go, I can live with that. You know, I, I can deal with that. You know, because I'm going to tell you, that's real life. But where do you get the strength to get back up? From the Lord, amen? Keep on going. Give you some word on that. Matthew 5, 16, it says, in the same way, let your good deeds Shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Mm. I think we get that backwards a little bit. I want to make sure that we understand that. We know, right? Somebody say amen at the end here if you believe this. We know that our good works will not get us to heaven. Amen. It is about a personal relationship with the Lord. But look at this. I think what we think sometimes is we let your good deeds shine out for all to see, right? So that they will praise us. He didn't say that. It said that they will praise your heavenly father, right? Your father in heaven. So you know what? When I hear something like that and somebody says, man, that's awesome, man. You really did good on that. I have to praise God. Praise God. I point them back to Jesus. Because I'm going to tell you what. Getting proud will cause you a lot of conflict. Amen? And I know this thing for sure. Anything good going on in my life, it is the result of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? He's going to get all the credit for it. Right? But I don't always listen. Do y'all always listen? If he says, turn, do you turn? Do you stop? Do you stop? We don't always do that. But again, he says, look to me. I love you. That love of the Lord. Amen? There's so many things in here I wanted to share. Mm -hmm. I thought about this, you know. 
<laughs> I'm gonna share something, and you just have to love me through it. <laughs> One man in the back was sharing, he says, you know, sometimes when you look at your dad, you remember these old stories? He was talking about his dad, Everett. He said, I remember one time Everett went to go get a haircut. Took Austin with him when he was a baby boy. And they got some good haircuts. He said, you remember Austin looking at his granddaddy's head and saying, Paul, Paul, they, they cut too much on yours. What did he say? What did he say? <laughs> he said, Paul, Paul, you got a whole haircut. Now, if Everett was thinking, he said, no, that's all right. I'm just growing right through it, right? But things change, right? And I think about things with my dad. It was something else. You know, I, I think about my life, and I'm talking to, to everybody here. See if this is the hell truth. When I was little, Dad had the S, man. Super Dad. I mean, this was great. This is the guy that was funny. This is the guy that was, you, we, man, he'd take me motorcycle ride. Man, we had fun. Work on all the bicycles, lawnmower, everything. This is great, right? And somewhere along around 14, I got to thinking I knew more than him. Wrong. 16, I knew I knew more than him. 18, hey, see, I just, I'm, not, I'm surprised he even can make it back in the house in the rain. And that man, I just can't believe it. But let me tell you what happened about 25. I said, my gosh, I just saw a miraculous, amazing thing. He's so smart. How did he know that, right? All y'all with folks under 25, our day's coming, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just like, how did he get so smart? How did he get, you know, and then the grandchildren come, right? And they can do anything. What's up with that? I was like, don't get on the furniture. I'll leave him alone. Don't bite the dog. It'll be all right. You know, they let him do anything. Does, does that happen to all of us? Man, Papa and Grandma's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Grandma and Granddaddy, yeah, yeah, whatever. Oh, don't worry about it. Knock something over. That was me. They'd be rubbing my nose on it, man. What are you doing, man? I told you not to. Grandkids, oh, don't worry about it. Only had it for 37 years. Favorite thing, don't worry about it. <laughs> What's that? What was that? Oh. She said they train up children, not grandchildren. That's a good one, Grandmama. Whoo. But isn't that something, though? It's amazing. And I thought, man, if I could leave this place... Half the man my dad was to me. I'm thinking that's a good deal. But I also understand this. This is what the Lord told me last night when I was writing this down. I better write it, read it. But it's not a competition. It's a complimenting of God. See, when we turn around and we do good deeds or when we respond like Christ, it's for others to praise our Heavenly Father. Right? It's for them. It's not for us. Oh, man, man, you're just Mr. Amazing. Wrong. I'm not. You know? But I tell you what. On the days that I get to represent God good, I like that. How about you? That's my desire. How about you? But you know what? Don't beat yourself up on the days that you're missing. Just keep on going. You know, it's amazing. And, you know, being a dad's a tough job, isn't it? I think being a mom's worse, right? It's tough. I'm going to say worse, tougher. Because you've got a nine-month head start. They're dealing with you already. You know what I mean? i got to tell you this real fast. A guy who told me one time, uh, I was a new guy at work, and he said, well, what do you like to do? What do you I'm talking about my kids, talking about what I used to do and this, that, and all that. And I told man, I used to love martial arts. He goes, that was a long time ago, right? <laughs> yeah, it was. So what about when I was about 35, I got my black belt. Wow! Wow, right? We were ready, weren't we, Thomas? Thomas got his when he was, I don't know, young man. And so anyway, this is the time that Denise is getting ready to give birth to Jesse. I got to watch. I got to go in. I still got scars on my arm. And when Jesse was born, I thought, you can have my belt. <laughs> That's tough. It's tough, isn't it? But you know what? It's great when you got partners to come on, when you got a mom and dad. And sometimes we don't. But you always have a heavenly father to come along and root you on. I said, I want to be that, I want to be that dad. Like, man, you can do it, get up, you can do it. I was playing baseball one time. Jeff could have Jeff give me an amen on this. And I loved catching. That's probably what was wrong with my knee. All the time. I had to have the number five, Johnny Bench. Anybody remember Johnny Bench? 
One bonnet, somebody remember Johnny Bench? Thank you. He was one of the best. I was, my mother-in-law was going, does he cook? No, he doesn't. He's, he's a catcher. He's a baseball player. I mean, he was good. And I had to have that number five, man. That was it all the time. Number five. I want number five because I was a catcher. And I remember this day just as clear as anything. Took my little girlfriend with me. I, I had me a young girl. I was in sixth grade. She was in fifth. And went there. And here the guy's coming. And, you know, you've got to throw your mask off so you can see everything. I'm setting up the roadblock. I am anticipating the crowd going wild. I got this guy. I know I got him. And the, and the guy, one of the fastest, hardest throwing guys is at shortstop. He's going to throw the ball to me. And he did. And this guy was big. It didn't matter because my girl was there, right? My dad was there. You're going down, right? And I take the ball. I take this right here. I got a big catcher's net. And the guy's gaining on me. I'm like, this guy's coming. This is going to be closer than I thought. So I go and I think I catch the ball. And I tag the man with the glove. As the ball hits me straight in the head. <laughs> Boom. You ever been somewhere and the crowd goes, Ooh. I heard that. And I can feel my heart beating in my forehead. And I hear this one voice, right? <laughs> but they go, get up, they're coming home. Get up, they're coming home. Get up, get up. Man, I'm out, I'm out at the pitcher's mouth. I'm on everything else, man. I go to put the thing back. I am embarrassed. And you still got like two more outs. And I mean, they're going, he comes in, the next guy, he steps on me, he's coming in. Like this, you know. And I go to put my helmet back on, that little face thing. My head was so nowadays that it took you right to the, to the infirmary or something. My helmet set sideways because my head had this big pump knot on my head. But dear old dad, he was there. He was letting me know what happened. He was saying, they're coming home. You gotta get up. <laughs> Everybody else is going, I think he's dead. <laughs> you know? Man, this is gonna be a great recording. I can hardly talk, man. <laughs> I sound like Wolfman man Jack. But uh, yeah, and three people knew who that was, right? <laughs> Man, I am dating myself today. But what I'm saying, in all those things, my dad wasn't saying, oh, you be, you know, my poor baby. He was saying, get up. Sometimes you need a dad that tells you to get up. You need him to say, hey, you know what, get up. You bleed later. That's all right, we got an ice pack in the car. Let's go. I didn't say nothing on the ride home. I was like this. She said, real good game. I go, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And my dad had a way of lightening things up. What'd you learn? <laughs> Catch the ball before you tag the man. That's always a good thing. Same in life. Catch the ball before you tag the man. You know what? Get the whole story before you respond. Make sure you ground it before you launch out to something. Amen? You know, that's what the Lord will teach you. In the everyday things, God will show you a message about him. You know? But that's all right. I think I retired shortly thereafter. But you know what? The things that you learn each day can make or break you. Are you willing to apply them in your life? Are you willing to say, hey, you know what? I need to tighten this up. I need to do this here. I need to go, go this way or that way. Well, I'm going to tell you what. God is always on time. Amen? Take a look. I said a walk is, is one step at a time. We think it's all. We think it's just a, a run, and man, we're ready to go, man. But, you know, uh, one thing I learned through all this surgery stuff is, is in physical therapy thing is that you don't have to run the whole race the first day. I like that. Denise is like, oh my gosh, if they tell him he's supposed to be here, he's going to stretch his arm to there. You know? Mm -hmm. So my doctor said, look, he told me it's going to be three months before you can ride that motorcycle. I said, I think I can do it in two. I'm going Monday. I'm going to ride that motorcycle. Right? He says, you know what? I said, I said, but I can do this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. They always tell me at the physical therapy place, they said, you heal up fast. I said, people pray. People are praying. We're ready to roll, right? Even in the physical therapy place, get opportunities to witness. Had a young lady call me to the side and said, hey, you got a second? Yeah, got to pray with the lady at, at, at physical therapy. I don't care where you're at. People are watching the walk. Amen? 
I don't say that to scare you. I say that to, you know what, girt you up. And let's hold on to what God's doing. But it's one step at a time. Amen. Give you some word on that. Psalm 46.1. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. Man. One more story and I'll keep on rolling. After I got this leg done, and I think it was this leg done, I had, I had a couple, I was up right after the first surgery. I'm feeling good. I'm going to go ahead and impress my wife because I'm going to do some stuff around the house, right? With a hammer. Everybody knows right there is a problem. So I was going to do something, and I said, oh, man, where in the world are those little nails? And, and, and how many of those guys got their own toolbox and everything? But mama's got one place that she keeps all the tools that you never put back. <laughs> That's at our house. I go, I know I saw those nails. They're in here. So I get this out, I get these little nails, and I drop them on the floor. That ain't no problem. I can't bend, I can't get up. You know, I'm thinking, wow, oh, I know how to do it. So I get down, and you can't kneel on your knees because I got... I don't know how many stitches in there and everything else. So I get there and I go, that ain't no problem. So I, before I, before I, listen, listen how smart I think I am. I said, I'll just get my little magnet and I'll just get all them things up and it won't be a problem. Little magnet won't reach the floor. I got to get on the floor. So I get on the floor. I get all the stuff cleaned up. I can't get off the floor. And I'm thinking... If I have to call my brand new daughter-in-law while I'm on the floor with a hammer in my underwear, this is not going to go good. So, Jimmy, you was next on the box. I was thinking, Jimmy will come get me. And I'm sitting there, and I look at my dog, and my dog is just looking at me. I go, okay. So I get over, and I get my back, listen to me, up against the wall. And I push myself up. Now, many of y'all know I love my dog. Many of y'all know my dog has three legs. And she looks at me like this. It ain't too easy, is it? <laughs> no, because I only had like three, you know? And I get up. But did you notice something the Lord showed me this last night? It was when, you put, when your back was up against the wall that you called out to me. I didn't call out to the Lord when I was on the ground. I was like, oh, I could do this. I could call Jimmy. I could call Alexa. I could do that. No. But I could, you know, I could do this. And then about halfway up, I'm going, oh, God, I don't know if I can make it the rest of the way up. I don't know if I have the strength, Lord, to make it up. I'm slowing this down in real time now. And I'm going like this. And now, remember, that's before this surgery. And this rotator cuff is, is torn. So I'm like, I'm doing this thing. And the dog's going, Ooh. you know, looking, what are you doing? You know, I'm helping out. No. I say all this to remember the scripture. When your back is up against the wall, when you're weak in your knees, when you don't have the strength to pull yourself up, when others are laughing at you, even if it's your three-legged dog, remember this, okay? Psalm 46, 1, God is your refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. You say, no, that's just silly stuff. Well, let me tell you, that's how my life is. How about y'all? I see God working on all different things, not just on Sunday and and, and you know, the, the pews are perfect and the seats are right. No, in everyday life, I see God moving. How about you? And that's what I look at. That's my takeaway from that. But you know what? I know that I have a Heavenly Father that loves me and that is always there to help me in a time of trouble. I just need to what? Look to Him. Everybody doing all right? I'm going to pick up some speed here. How many know it's good to have wisdom? Anybody know? Anybody knows everything? You work with them? Married to them? Don't say that to you. Got quiet. It's tough when you think somebody knows. I, I, you know, it's amazing. Have you ever worked with somebody and you just said, you know what? I know you don't know how to deal with this here, but just think if just one time in your life you were actually wrong. wrong. What do you mean? Wrong. Yeah. What, what happens if you just said, man, I really blew that? That might be friend. You know? You guys need to be on my job. And that's what they say about me, too. But what I'm saying is this. Sometimes we just, we just blow it. But look at this. Let me give you something here. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Man. I mean, if you want to get somewhere, the best way is to take the straightest path. 
That's why guys, guys, man, we got it. We don't need the GPS. We don't need it. We can get there. And they won't ask instructions, right, for instructions. We need to ask for instructions. I can say this because me and Tim work on a lot of stuff. Guess who's the one that reads the instructions to us? Me and Tim look at a picture, and we take off. We get the tools. We got it. We're ready. We can conquer this thing. And we'll get going, and then Tanya will take it and go. You might want to try it that way. Because <laughs> you know what? We're just good enough to put it on sideways and not tell nobody, are we? We'll put something on there and just like, well, you know, this is a new design. We need to go and submit to him and follow his ways and his words. So often, we want to do it our way. And I tell you what, it takes you a whole lot longer, doesn't it? But here's something good. God still allows U-turns. I know you've heard it before, before that. Isn't that something? Doesn't it feel great to get back on the right path? Man, when you've been off and you're gone and this and that going on. But I'll tell you what, when God draws you back in where we can turn around and have a second chance. Today's about second chances. Today's about Jesus Christ. Today's about enjoying your father here if you got him. Or maybe somebody that stood in as a father for you. But always enjoying your heavenly father. You know? I think about my dad all the time. There's probably not a sermon that I don't mention, you know? But I know that my dad is with my heavenly father. That's what brings me joy. Why, because he was a great guy? Nope. Why, because he did everything right? Absolutely not. He didn't. But I know one thing he did. He called on the name of Jesus. And I tell you what, even in his last days, he was confident in Christ. He wasn't confident in him. He told me this. Do not preach doom and gloom at my funeral son. I didn't think I'd live this long. God has been good to me. Tell him how good he is. Woo! I want to go out like that. That was good stuff. You know? But you can't say that if you don't know Jesus. Right? I want everybody here today, and everybody will be listening later, to know then you know what? When we know Jesus, we've got the total package. You'll still have difficulties. You'll still have times that are tough. You'll still have challenges, all that stuff. But I want to tell you what. You have a God that's always ready to come to your rescue. Amen? Let's keep on going. Proverbs 13.10 says this. Where there is strife, there is pride, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. Mm-mm-mm. Man. A friend of mine used to tell the story every time it snowed at work. He said there was a guy that had a truck and it snowed and everything else and it just iced up a few days. And a little boy comes by and riding his bike and watching this man shovel all the driveway. And he's shoveling over kind of on a sidewalk, coming back. And the kid looks at him and just shakes his head. And this is a true story. And the guy says, what are you looking at? He said, hey, this is a little kid. He says, why don't you take all the snow you're shoveling, shovel it in the back of your truck. That'll weigh it down. You can back out. And when the sun comes up, it'll melt, and you won't have to do it twice. The guy's like, how long you been here? Why didn't you tell me that from the beginning? See, but he, at first, he didn't want to take the advice, right? See, sometimes we think that young folks don't know nothing. Sometimes we think older folks don't know nothing. Well, I'm going to tell you this. God puts people in your life all the time that are speaking into your life. Line it up with the Word of God and go with that. Well, that's a pretty cool idea. I didn't think of that. So he did it, and everything worked out all right. I'll tell you what happened to me one time. I was going down the road. It was snowing. I turned the corner. There's a paper boy out, laying out with all the stuff there. I slide my car this way. 70 El Camino. Slide it back this way. Boom! Hit the curb. Now, I'm like 18, 20 years old. This kid's about 16. I go, man, what is your problem? Can't you ride a bike? And he goes, can't you drive a car? <laughs> I said, you bet my rim. He said, my name Ben. Can't you drive a car? <laughs> and I thought, I was so mad. And I said, I can't believe that. See, I wanted to blame it on him. 
I didn't want to say, man, I'm glad I didn't hit the kid. But see, in the whole time, we love to point fingers, don't we? There's not much wisdom in pointing fingers, is there? But I'm going to tell you what, you can learn all the time by having an open spirit. But you know what? Sometimes we just get too proud, don't we? I said, don't be too proud to take advice. Man, I bet that that guy that was shoveling that snow that day, he probably said, man, that guy just cut my, my work down in half, didn't he? What is it that we need to be listening to? Well, I'll tell you, we need to be listening to the voice of the Lord. Amen? Let's take a look at this. Proverbs 3, 13 and 14 says, Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. Wisdom is a treasure from God. Amen? Wisdom is a treasure from God. And our, our God gives good gifts. Last story, maybe. Sometimes at work, you got people that work right with you. You got people that maybe are really high educated or maybe been there and know a lot of stuff and everything else. But you can learn from everybody. This was one of my days that I was shining. Don't have many of them, so I'm going to share it with you. There was an engineer in there, and, and I was looking, and I was eating some crackers and running my equipment over here, and he was looking at all this data. It looks like the stock market going up like this, all this stuff. And the guy was trying to move, move his, his mouse just enough to, to capture one little section of this, this data to get these points, right? I said, hey, man, what you working on? Oh, okay. And he's working on this a little bit. And now he's getting frustrated. Now, this guy is the guy that's on TV when they come there. And he's a great guy. But he was just getting so frustrated. I had just a little input. But I'm sure he was assuming, what could this cracker-eating, mullet-wearing guy have to say to fix this? And he kept going, he kept going. And finally I go, man, uh, I think I know how to fix that. He goes, oh, you do? I go, yes, I do. You know how I know? Because I got a lot of man hours in recording the band. And it's the very same, very similar software. And I spent about four hours, and somebody said, hey, just do this. And you could do that. So I went over there. I said, I, I won't mess up anything if I, I, I won't mess up anything if I touch it. Well, I, no, let me get it all set. And I go, if you just highlight this right here and move that arrow key, you can move it in fractions of a second or whatever you want to do right there. And the guy went, and I said, and just ate my crackers. And I just shut up. He goes, how did you know that? I said, somebody taught me. Somebody showed me. Amen? This guy right here. Showed me all those little little things on some of that Paul. Showed me a lot of things. I didn't know anything about that. It's not about being right. It's about being open to advice sometimes. It's being about, see, he, he had got so geared up and he had got so proud. What could you possibly tell me? Well, that, that is the great thing about the gospel of Christ. Everybody's level at the cross, right? You don't, have, you don't have to be in the Fortune 500 to tell somebody about Jesus. You, you can even tell people about Jesus with a sore throat. It's good because the word of the Lord is powerful. That's what I love it, man. It's the great equalizer. It's the thing that, that brings life to, to dead bodies. It's the thing that brings healing to us, right? So today, I want, I want you to look at this again. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom. How do we find wisdom? We find wisdom by seeking the Lord. We find wisdom by looking to God. Amen? I'm bring this thing home here. I love our scripture on here. It says, so if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? I hope today that we focus on the how much more. How much more does God got for you? You say, well, man, I'm 50 years old. I don't know how long. How much more does he got? If you're 90 years old, how much more does he got? If he's given you today, take the how much more for today. If you're 10 years old, if you're 17 years old, if you're 21 years old, if you just come out from making some bad decisions, how much more can God do in your life? Sky's the limit with Christ. He has a way of supernaturally taking that gap and bringing it together. Kind of like what I was saying, highlighting those things in our life and pouring his love and his grace and his mercy and his forgiveness over us.
so that we can be all that we can be. That's the how much more we got in Christ. How much more is, you know what, that you can't add to it, that you can't lose it, that you can't uh, um, give it to somebody else, but you can share it with somebody else. The good news. It all points back to Christ. So today as we celebrate Father's Day, it's great to celebrate Father's Day with your biological dad or dad that's hanging in there or the person that stands in for your dad or whatever, but today I want you to hear this. What would keep you from calling out on the name of your heavenly Father for forgiveness of sin, for restoration, for healing, for breaking addictions, for turning around and healing your body, for, for taking those things that you just wish you never had done, never want to do again, but we need his strength. Maybe somebody's here and you feel like your back's up against the wall just like mine was. And I cried out to God, Lord, you got to help me. As, as, as piddly as that may be, I want you to learn from that. I knew I didn't want to fall back on my leg. I knew I couldn't be off work anymore. I knew all those things were running through my mind. How did I, how did I get in this stupid position? I was just trying to help. I was just trying to do something good. That may be you today. You know, I was just trying to do this. I was just trying to do this. And you find yourself with your back up against the wall. Well, I want you to hear this. Look up a little higher. Look up to the Lord. He says, look to me. Because there's so much more. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you that we can look to you. I thank you, Lord, that there is so much more. No matter where we're at in our life, no matter where we're at in our walk, there's still so much more. Because if you are breathing, there's an opportunity for so much more. So there was a lot of stories today. There was a lot of examples today. But I'm going to point you back to one of the first ones I shared about that stain on that couch. And the little girl asked her mama, Mom, the stain's so big, do you still love me? Will you forgive me? Will you still love me? Maybe that stain in your life is poor choices. Maybe that stain in your life is, I don't know, you know what it is. The thing that you wish, just take it away. I'm here to tell you that God still loves you. That God is in the restoration business. And he makes all things new. So if you're here today and you need a fresh start, let's start with Jesus. You say, buddy, I, I, it sounds good. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to do. Let me help you with that. We'll walk you right through God's word. The Bible says all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. That means everybody's born. It means everybody has a big old stain. I don't care how much you cover it up. I don't care how much you try to repaint it. I don't care about flipping the couch cushions. We all have stains in our life. But God says this, that I love you so much that I send him my one and only son, and whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Eternal life. So I want to make sure that everybody understands this. The Bible is very clear. It says, when you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you say, Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. Come into my life and forgive me of those sins, those stains. I need a fresh start, Lord. I need you in my life. Come into my life and forgive me. You can pray that right here, right now. If that's what your heart's telling you, that's what the Holy Spirit's nudging you, and you feel like you've got to pop out of your seat, that's God working in your life. And it's just like this. You don't have to make it hard. God already made the hard part. All you got to do is receive it. So this is how you receive it. You pray from your heart right here with me right now. Dear Lord, come into my life. Lord, I've made some great mistakes. I've got great sin in my life. I've got great stains in my life. But today I'm trusting you, Lord, to wash that away. That you will rescue me from hell and set me in the family of God so that I know it's by grace that you are saved, friends, through faith. Not that it's something that's a gift to God. We read our scripture earlier. It said, 
How much more will God give those who ask? Friends, don't leave here today without asking the Lord Jesus Christ to come into your life and be your Savior. Forgive you of your sin. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen.